Are you ready for the word? I like doing the disclaimer before I start preaching. I'm not P-flu. I'm not P-flu. So please drop the expectation. <laughs> I use God to beg you. <laughs> I'm just going to do what God has sent me to do here this morning. And I'm sure it's going to change your life forever. Amen. First Samuel 5, 1 to 5. Hallelujah. Oh, sorry. Thanks to my girlfriend also. Yeah. And the Philistines took the ark of God and brought it from Ebenezer unto Ashdod. When the Philistines took the ark of God, they brought it into the house of Dagon and set it by Dagon. What an insult. Placing the ark of God by a, a man named God. What an insult. And when day of Ashdod arose early on the morrow, behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the earth before the ark of the Lord. Of course, why not? And they took Dagon and set him in his place again. This will stop one. You saw, some, you saw your God fall before the ark of God and you felt it was by mistake. They raised the ark up again. Next verse. And when they arose early on the morrow morning, behold, Dagon was falling upon his face to the ground before the ark of the Lord again. <laughs> Pastor Philip, you collect this might and preach. <laughs> it was. <sighs> and the head of Dagon and both the palms of his hands were cut off upon the threshold. Only the stump of Dagon was left to him. Next verse. Therefore, neither the priests of Dagon nor any that come into Dagon's house tread on the threshold of Dagon in Ashold unto this day. Why not? When you don't want your head to be cut off. Give me First John 4 and verse 4. I want us to read like a mass choir. One, two, three, go. Ye are of God, little children, and have overcome them, because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Give me TPT, something there. Little children, you can be certain that you belong to God. Ah. Uh, the Bible is saying that you can be assured that you belong to God. You can be certain that you belong to God. You are not in doubt if God is on your side or not. No, no, the Bible says, little children, you can be certain. There's an assurance that comes with this. You belong to God. And you have conquered them. Why? For the one who is living inside of you is far greater than the one who is in the world. Glory to God. The one living inside of you is far greater than the one living in the world. You want to preach to your neighbor to your left and to your right. Say, the one living inside of me is far greater than who is in the world. I came to announce to someone in this room that what you've got on your inside is a big deal. It's a big deal. Never see yourself as an empty vessel. Never see yourself as inferior. No, no. The one living inside of you is far greater, far mightier than the one living inside, living in the world. I came to preach to one person, maybe two, maybe ten, maybe a hundred of you, that the one living inside of you is greater than that pill. The one living inside of you is greater than that mountain you're faced with. The one living inside of you is greater than that doctor's report. The one living inside of you 
you is greater than that sickness. The one living inside of you is far greater. The one living inside of you is far greater. You see, the problem sometimes is that believers, we often tell God how big our problem is. Instead of telling our problem how big our God is. Stop telling God how big your problem is. Stop doing that. Start telling your problem how big your God is. Look at that problem in the face and say, hey, 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 my God is bigger than you. Come on, stop that. Look at that doctor's report. Hey, my God is bigger than you. Look at that account balance. <laughs> my God is bigger than you. <laughs> For the one living inside of you is far greater than the one living in the world. Father, thank you for your word this morning. Father, thank you for your word this morning. We ask that light floods this room in the name of the Lord Jesus. We decree, let there be lights. Because the Bible says the entrance of your word brings lights. So as the word comes forth, light be in the name of Jesus. You can be seated with your sweet man this morning. Hallelujah. I'll start by quoting Dr. Miles Moron this morning that says, When purpose is not known, abuse and misuse is inevitable. That means when the purpose of a thing is not in view, we tend to abuse and misuse that thing. Because everything created was created for a purpose. Everything made was made for a purpose. This microphone, the chair, the iPad, the eyeglass, everything created was created for a purpose. Now, if you're using the thing outside of why it was created, you are abusing it and you are misusing it. For example, the purpose of dressing is to cover nakedness. The purpose of putting on clothes is so that you cannot be naked. Now, when, you're, when you claim that you are dressed up and you are still naked, you are abusing and misusing the purpose of dressing. Am I preaching to somebody? If you can't say amen, say ouch. I'm not saying you shouldn't be stylish with your dressing. I'm not saying you shouldn't add the touch of, you know, excellence to your dressing. But it, it should not defeat the purpose of dressing. The same way the purpose of a car is to move from one place to another. Should you have comfort in your car? Yes, you should. But if you're just having comfort without the car moving you from one place to another, you are not maximizing the use of that car. I'm just saying to you that the purpose of the scriptures is to show you salvation. So if you are not using the scriptures in the light of the purpose, you are misusing and you are abusing the scriptures. In 2 Timothy 3 and verse 15, Paul teaches us that, and that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, the agiography, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation. So what Paul is saying is that when you read the scriptures from Genesis to Malachi or Genesis to Revelation as it may be, that you should come to the place where you have wisdom unto salvation. The word wisdom there is the Greek word sophizo. That means you should be acquainted, fully acquainted, come to the place where you have full understanding of salvation. That's why you read the scriptures. That's why you read the Bible. So when you're reading the Bible and you are gaining purpose in something else, you are misusing the purpose of the Bible. 
when you're reading the Bible and you are gaining wisdom unto assassination, you are surely misusing the purpose of the Bible. Because it's amazing how you see pastors claim to have knowledge in killing people and they tell you that they got it from the Bible. That's not why the Bible was given, friends. The Bible was given to make you wise unto salvation. And when the Bible says wise unto salvation, you should understand that salvation is not just escapism from hellfire. So when you hear salvation, it comes with a total package. So you need to understand that salvation has four compartments. Now salvation is first about what Christ has done for you, the finished work of Christ. Are you following? Sa are you following? Salvation is first what Christ has done for you, the finished work of Christ. Secondly, salvation is who you are in him and who he is to you, your identity in Christ. Salvation is also what you have in him, your inheritance in Christ. And salvation is what you can do through him and what he can do through you, your abilities in Christ. So when you hear salvation, what should come to your mind are these four things. The finished work of Christ, your inheritance in Christ, your identity in Christ, and your abilities in Christ. Are you following? Because when you believe in the finished work, you become his son, he becomes your father. And by your identity, you have an inheritance, and your identity enables your abilities. That's what I just summarized for you. The four compartments of salvation. The finished work, your identity, your inheritance, your abilities. When you believe in the finished work of Christ, you are made his son and he's your father. The identity of your sonship gives you, gives you inheritance and it enables your abilities. So when you hear about salvation, when Paul is saying you should be wise unto salvation, what Paul is saying is having read Genesis to Revelation, you should come to the place where you understand the finished work. You should come to the place where you understand your identity. You should come to the place where you understand your inheritance. You should come to the place where you understand your abilities. So, it is funny how people now read this Bible that is meant to give us these four compartments and they are gaining the wisdom in demonology. And they tell you they got it from the Bible. You don't, no, no, no. You are misusing the Bible. You know, I can't forget the story. Back then in school, theological school, you know, we had cases of theft rampart in school so this very day we had just lost a leader in school oh yeah 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 like papa will say the devil comes to church too so <laughs> the the we had just lost a leader in school and funny how someone steals a phone I can't remember a phone or a tab I can't remember on that day. So the, the school leadership were peace. Like of all days that we are mourning this leader you chose to steal. Then the SUG president was so furious. And he came and said, there is how we do this thing where we come from. There's how we catch people like this. They've been stealing for too long. You know, they're going scot free, but today, no, we'll catch them. What did he say? I mean, this is a theology school, so you should understand that this person might be a pastor. He said, you get a new Bible. And there is a part in Psalms that you would tear out. When you tear out that part, you will get a new padlock. And read that Psalms into the padlock. Wrap the Psalms. Lock it to the padlock. Bury it. Then I think in maybe 72 hours, the person will confess and die. And he said... With all boldness. That's how we do it where we come from. 
and God answers our prayers. And in my mind, no be juju be that. Because this is pure witchcraft. Babalawo. Nine you be. That's just the pure truth. But guess what? He used, she, he used the Bible and called it one of the reasons of the Bible. That's an abuse on the Bible. Thank you. You can see why. That's an abuse on the Bible. You see, you can't be using a tool. You can't be using the Bible that is meant to bring people to salvation as a tool of destruction. You can't. You can't be destroying lives with the Bible and you are dragging God into it. No. Daddy don't do like that. Daddy don't do like that. And Ross says, no, God can be a loving father but also a consuming fire. So even if he's able to love you, he's also able to consume you. Is that how you are as a father? That because your child, your child, your child offends you, you now tell your security guard to cut your hair. No, you can't do that. So why do you think God is like that? God is even better than you. So even if you are like that, God is better than you. So you can't do that. You see, First Timothy, First Timothy um, 2, 3 to 4. Let me show you something. Let's read together. One, two, three, go. Good. This is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior. Right? Now, what is good and acceptable? Next verse. Who desires all men to be saved? That is what is good and acceptable. So what is good and acceptable that he desires all men to be saved? All men. All men. What is all in the Greek? All. <laughs> all means what? All. So if God's desire is to have all men saved, where are you getting your own destruction from? It's clear in the Bible we are not in doubt what God's desire is. His desire is to have all men saved. He does not have any desire to destroy people. He does not have any desire to kill people. His desire is to have all men saved. So, if anybody tells you, you know, God can just, just shh, read. He desires all men saved. I know this might break your heart, but as Papa always says, God will not kill your ex. Jesus died for him. I know you want your ex to die because he put pepper for your eye. But I'm sorry. <laughs> he desires all men to be saved. So it's better you just <laughs> let go and let God. Because that wish of death for that person is not going to, only if you want to consult the Babalao, you now know that there's no more on God. God doesn't kill his enemies, no. God killed his son to bring his enemy into family. God won't kill his son to die for the people and he will still not go and kill the people. It does not make business sense. The people he sacrificed his son to die for, he will not start destroying them. So, why did you send your son to die, if I may ask? If Abi is is, is you leave me, I'm, I'm, am I am I making sense? 
Now the Bible says, who desires all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of the truth. So after he desires all men to be saved, he also desires that you come into the knowledge of the salvation that you have received. Now watch this. If the desire of God is to have all men saved and come to the knowledge of the truth, the desire of the devil is to not have men saved and not to come into the knowledge of the truth. Are you following? If the desire of God is to have all men to be saved and to come into the knowledge of the truth, what will be the desire of the devil? He doesn't want men saved and so that they should not come into the knowledge of the truth. Am I preaching? Now, why God wants you to come into the knowledge of the truth is important. Because God knows that receiving salvation without the knowledge of the salvation you have received is like a free man living like a prisoner. If you are ignorant of what you are received or what, of what you have received, you will still be living like a prisoner even if you are free in Christ. So God wants you to come into the knowledge of the salvation that you have received. So that you won't suffer for the things he paid for in Christ Jesus. That's why the devil will fight it by every means that you don't receive this revelation of the truth. The devil doesn't have a problem with you shouting amen. Just wake up in the morning and it's amen, amen, amen. From 7 days to 8, amen, 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 amen. The devil doesn't have a problem with that. Because he knows that it's not building you up. The devil knows. So, if you allow you can exhaust your... That is not the word of his grace. Acts 20 and verse 32 says, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace that is able to build you up. That is what the devil doesn't want you to know. He doesn't want you to come into the contact with the knowledge of his grace because he knows when you come in contact with the knowledge of his grace, you are built up. So he will fight it by every means possible that you don't receive this knowledge of truth. Because you, you'll be shocked to know that some people, all they know to what salvation is, is that they're not going to hell fire. Like that's all they know. Ah. I came out, I came outside today, oh, I, call, I came to the altar, I received salvation, I'm not going to hell. That's all they know. And you will see them paying dearly for that ignorance. Because they don't know that in this salvation there is deliverance. In this salvation there is freedom. In this salvation there is prosperity. There is redemption. There is everything you can think of. The Bible says, according to his, as his divine power has given us all things that pertains to life and godliness. So in this salvation, everything is there. But because all they know to what salvation is, I'm going to heaven. They are paying dearly for that ignorance. And the devil, that's what the devil wants. They are paying dearly for that ignorance. It's just like gifting an old citizen, maybe an iPhone 14 Pro Max, or let me say a brand new phone. Paying attention to the fact that a brand new phone has everything a brand new phone should have. Including the manual that can guide you in case you can't operate it. The manual. So the manual has guidance on how to operate this brand new phone. The manual. The manual. The manual. Now, you see this person you gifted this phone, one hot hellfire standard afternoon. Going about, running Elta Skelter. And he called the person, ah, what's going on? What are you looking for? And he says, eh, 
I'm looking for a cyber cafe. I want to browse Facebook, Facebook. I want to chat with somebody. And you're wondering, but I just gifted you a brand new phone some days ago. And the person says, ah, but I don't know that this phone can function this way. Now, you ask the person, they need to consult the manual. Because the manual has the guidance to how you can operate the phone that way. Are you following? Now, in the same way, we have believers who have received the brand new package of salvation. But still running elter skater looking for deliverance that is in them already. Looking for the freedom that is in them already. Looking for the redemption that is in them already. And because they don't consult the manual of the word. To acquaint them unto salvation. To make them wise unto salvation. So they are paying dearly for that ignorance. And instead of people who are pupitarians. Trying to be nice. To show them. Okay, you know what? In this package of salvation, let me take you to the manual. He was wounded for your transgressions. He was bruised for your iniquities. The chastisement of your peace was upon him. And by his stripes, you've been healed. Instead of them to do that, they rather milk the people of their ignorance. Agbaya. That's why you hear them say stuff like, you know, you have to provoke the favor of God. My God. My God. There is a dimension of favor that you must command with your seed. A realm. A, 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 a realm. So you have to tap into that favor. You have to provoke the favor. The favor of God was provoked on the cross when Jesus died. Your seed has no provocation whatsoever to do. When Jesus died on the cross, his favor was provoked. The highest level of favor is Jesus and you have Jesus inside of you. Because Jesus is that unmerited favor. The favor you didn't deserve is Jesus. So if you got Jesus for free, you can get anything for free. Don't let them deceive you. Seed, everything, seed, everything, seed. Where does seed talk? That's why you're talking nonsense. Seed, talking, talking in the no doctor seed. And it's, it's, it's so annoying that you find believers now say, say stuff like, you know, no, you know, you know, we, we like this now, we are all sinners. Hey, I am of age, I can speak for myself. Speak your truth, let me speak my truth. My truth is his truth. And what is this truth? <laughs> For in him, in him who knew no sin was made sin, that I might be made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. I am not a sinner. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. All my sins are forgiven. 
know, you hear them say stuff like, you know, you know, even if you are saved, we can still be possessed of the devil. Hey, 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 hey. Speak your truth. Let me speak my truth. And my truth is his truth. What is his truth? Know ye not that your body is the temple of the Holy Ghost and the Holy Ghost dwells inside of you. So I know that God resides on my inside and my God doesn't squat. So nobody can share my body with God. I am full of God, full of the Holy Ghost, full of power, full, full. What does full mean? Full, 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 like full, full, full to the brim. When something is full, there is no space again. So if I'm full of God, where is the space for the devil to possess me? How? Then you hear them say stuff like, you know, even if you are saved, we have to still be delivered from foundational patterns. You know, there are some things that, that, that connects you to your... Hey, the blood that runs through my vein now is the blood of Jesus. I am now in the God class. The Bible says in Revelation 5 and verse 9 that he has redeemed us out of every tongue, out of every kindred, out of every tribe, out of every nation. Now, I am a citizen of God. I am a citizen of heaven. The blood that runs through my vein is now the blood of Jesus. I am not from my family household anymore. I'm now in the family of God. So what flows in Christ flows in me. That is the only thing permitted to flow in my life. Because I'm now in the family of God. So, okay, maybe you are right. Family patterns. Yes, the patterns in my family is goodness and mercy. For goodness and mercies shall all the days of your life that is my own pattern choose your pattern let me choose my pattern it's not hard I am of age I can speak for myself don't drag us into it we are the we the only we I know is I am a winner oh my god oh my god I, I didn't mean to rhyme I didn't mean to rhyme I'm sorry but are you getting blessed are you getting blessed speak your truth let me speak my truth don't drag me into that nonsense hallelujah now, the four compartments of salvation, let me rush. The four compartments of salvation, like I said. So, when you read the Bible, the four things that you are supposed to have knowledge about. First, the finished work of Christ. The finished work of Christ. Your inheritance in Christ. Your identity in Christ, sorry. Your inheritance and your abilities. Now, there is a reason why it's called finished work. It's in the English finished finished like the explanation is in the sentence finished the work of Christ is finished you can't add or subtract it is finished my contemplation this morning is the God man the God-man is a finished man because he's a product of the finished work. Did you hear what I just said? The God-man is a finished man because he's a product of the finished work. God finished work for your life. You are not lacking in anything. Salvation is called the finished work of God. 
when the salvation that is called the finished work of God came into you, you were in that finished work and you are complete in him. That's what the Bible says. You are complete in him who is the head of all principalities and powers. That's why I mean, I, I, I have an issue with that statement. I'm looking for my better half. I'm not one half. I'm complete. <laughs> if you are looking for your own better half, get born again. <laughs> because being born again is being complete. <laughs> Did you hear what I just said? Being born again is being complete. You are not half. Stop looking for your better half. Look for your complete order. Let two complete people meet. <laughs> it's not a married seminar, so let me. And you are complete in him, which is the head of all principalities and power. Glory to God. Glory to God. Give me Ephesians 2, verse 8 and 9 message. Now God has us where he wants us with all the time in this world and the next to shower grace and kindness upon us in Christ Jesus. Next verse. Saving, salvation is all his idea, all his work. All we do is trust him enough to let him do it. It's got give from start to finish. It's got give from start to finish. It's got give from start to finish. It's, got, it's God's give from start to finish. You have no contribution in the salvation plan. It's God's gift from start to finish. Next verse. We don't play the major role. If we did, we'll probably go around bragging that we'll be done, we, we are done the whole thing. No, we neither make ourselves nor save ourselves. God does both the making and the what? It is all the work of Christ. Finished. So your salvation is complete. Your deliverance is complete. Your forgiveness is complete. Your redemption is complete. Ah, redemption. I'm sorry, but where, where I come from, there is this camp they should give at that time. I brother is there, when I start saying redemption of the firstborn. And all this is now, Naraba, they won't call it. Redeem. Ah, my papi, that Monisha. Redeem the firstborn with a token. How, how dare you? How dare you? I am in the firstborn. I am in the firstborn. And the firstborn was redeemed for my sake. I don't need any redemption again. The redemption of Christ on the cross was perfect for all time. What? Let me not go this way. Just like I'm shading these people. But do you understand? Complete salvation, complete redemption, complete forgiveness, complete deliverance. Everything completes. Your salvation is complete. That's what Christ did for you on the cross. And when you believe in this finished work, you are made His son, and He becomes your father. When you believe in the finished work. You become his son and he becomes your father. That's your identity, who you are in him and who he is to you. John 1 and verse 12. Behold, but, but as many as has received him, to them he gave the authority to become what? As many that did what? Believed. So when you believed in him, he gave you authorization to become his son. 
Give me First John 3. Behold what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called what? We are sons. It's not a debate. If you are doubting your sonship, go and listen to Papa's sonship series. Mind-blowing. He dealt with all those sonship, fatherhood. Go back to it. Next verse. Come we like a mask on your one, two, three, go. Now. It's, it's setting. When we believe the finished work of Christ, now are we the sons of God. We are sure of our identity as a son. We are not confused. We are not orphans. We are not servants. We are sons. And every son has an inheritance. That's why I said your identity shows you your inheritance. Because every son has an inheritance. Everything your father has is yours. Everything your father has is yours. You can cash out on anything. Everything your father has is yours. You are his son. He is your father. So you have access to everything he has and he owns. Give me Psalms 2 and verse 8. So let me show you your inheritance. Let me tell you what God said. As I'm whispering the thoughts of God to you now. What did he say? He said, you are my... Come on, say it like you mean it. You are my... You are my what? You are my what? And today is your... Now, in the kingdom of sons, every day is our birthday. In the kingdom of sons, every day is our birthday. Because the will of God is, is, is in his word. Every inheritance you have is in the will of the father. So when the father wants to give you inheritance, he writes in his will. Now, God is showing you your inheritance in his will, the word. Now he's saying today is your birthday. Every day is our birthday in the kingdom. Because when you read this will tomorrow, it will not say yesterday is your birthday. When you read this will in two months time, in three months time, it won't say two months ago was your birthday. When you open this will tomorrow, what you will see there is today is your birthday. When you read this will in two months time, what you will see there is today is your birthday. When you read this will in three months time, what you will see there is today is your birthday. And what comes with birthday? Celebration. What comes with birthday? Rejoicing. What comes with birthday? Party after party. What comes with birthday? Gifts upon gifts. What comes with birthday? Rejoicing upon rejoicing. What comes with birthday? Gifts upon gifts. So I prophesy. Get ready for gifts upon gifts. Get ready for party after party. Get ready for the season of celebration. Because every day you open the wheel, you see that it's your birthday. What do you do? You get rejoicing. You get rejoicing. You get ready to party. You get ready to rejoice when you open the wheel and see that it's your birthday you get rejoicing you get ready to party you get ready for gifts so God is saying to tell you gifts upon gifts heaped on gifts heaped on more gifts is coming your way because every day is your birthday every day is the day of your celebration every day is the day of your rejoicing if you believe this word shout thank you Jesus Every day is your birthday. Every day is your birthday. <laughs> See, every day is my birthday. Every day is my birthday. There is no downtime. Every day is my birthday. 
when I open my wheel, when I open the wheel of the Father, you know why every day is your bad day? The one who promised you or the one who wrote this will for you is an eternal father. He doesn't live in time. He's eternal. <laughs> so his inheritance to you will be eternal. <laughs> That's why you can open the wheel and say tomorrow again, today's my bed because this will is eternal. Doesn't fade. New every morning. New every morning. He daily loads us with benefits. Daily, daily, daily. The daily doesn't run out. Now, because every day is your birthday, he says to you, what do you want? He's giving you a blank check. This is your father fixing your inheritance. Like I said, every son has an inheritance. Everything the father has is yours. So your father is telling you, what do you want? Ooh, I feel the power of God. I feel the power of God. I feel the power of God. Name it. The people who are sensible in this room are already naming it. Those who are sensitive to the move of God in this room are already naming it. Today is your birthday. What do you want? Name it. Name it. Name it. And he says, nations as a present. Continent as a price. You can command them all to dance for you. Or throw them out with tomorrow's trash. Because your father owns it all. <laughs> the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. So the nations can be your present. The continent can be your prize. All you have to do is just name it. Because your father owns the world. Your father owns everything all. Your father owns the world. Continent as a prize. Nations as a present the earth is the lord and the fullness thereof because you understand your father's identity that you are a son and he is your father you can command gates to be opened lift up your heads all you gates and be lifted up ye shines everlasting doors that the king of glory may come in who is this king of glory the lord strong and mighty the lord mighty in battle lift up your heads all you gates and be lifted Set up your shines everlasting doors that this king of glory may come in. Who is this king of glory? I am the king of glory because the Bible says he has made us kings and priests to reign in life because your father owns the world. You can command mountains to skip like rams, you can command continents to obey you, you can command nations as your prize. I hear God say to you, I'm giving you dominion. I'm bringing you to dominion, dominion, dominion. You are championing the marketplace. 
you are championing your territory I'm giving you dominion I'm giving you the territory I'm giving you the land I'm giving you the city because you can name it nation as a prize continent as a prize nation as a present you can name it you can name it he's giving you dominion in the business space in your sector he's giving you dominion he's giving you power to take charge because your your father owns it all everything your father has is yours so you can take it you can take it all you have to do is just name it all you have to do is just name it all you have to do is just name it I hear God say to you gates are opening of his own accord before you I heard it so strong in my spirit because your father commands it all and everything your father has is yours gates are opening unto you of his own accord you can command them all to dance for you or throw them out in tomorrow's trash speaking of your abilities in Christ Jesus speaking of your abilities in Christ Jesus let me teach for a bit now dealt with finished work dealt with your identity dealt with your inheritance now your abilities in Christ your abilities in Christ. One beautiful thing and powerful thing about the revelation of Jesus. I see it as a two-edged sword. How that the revelation of Jesus shows you the Father and shows you the believer. Same person. When you see Jesus, you see the Father. When you see Jesus, you see the believer. So in the same man, we are not confused on who God is. In the same man, we are not confused on who we are. Speaking of Jesus, the Bible says, he is the visible image of the invisible God. Jesus. The express image of his person. Jesus. This same Jesus, as he is, so are we. Are you following? This same Jesus, you can see your father perfectly. This same Jesus, you can see yourself perfectly. Why? Because Jesus is the prototype of the God-man. God-man. So when you want to know your abilities in Christ, look at your prototype. It's very easy. If someone says, this is my prototype, it's not hard. I will just study this person. Whatever he can do, I can do it. If I'm modeling after him, everything he can function in, I can function in. Because he's my perfect prototype. No, now the Bible is saying, the Bible is saying, as he is, so are we, even in this world. So how do you know your ability? Simple. Look at Jesus. John 14 and verse 12. Powerful stuff there. The Bible says, Very, very I say unto you, 
He that believeth on me, the works that I do, he shall do also. You, have found, you found your abilities. This is Jesus saying, when you believe in me, everything I was able to do, you can do. If you can believe Jesus for your salvation, you can believe him for your abilities. If it's the same Jesus you believe in that gave you salvation and he is saying everything I did you can do, you should believe that also. Everything he can do, I can do. He called Lazarus back to life, I can call dead things back to life. He healed the sick, I can heal the sick. He raised the dead, I can raise the dead. He walked in possibilities, I walk in possibilities. Nothing was impossible for Jesus. Nothing can be impossible for me. Everything Jesus walked in, I can walk in. Because he said so. I'm taking his word for it. I'm holding on to his word. <laughs> I'm holding on to his word. Now you see Jesus, how he lived a life of possibilities. Never stranded. You embrace it and say, that's my life. Jesus was never stranded at any point. Never stranded. Nothing was impossible with Jesus. Faced with difficult situation, came out with a solution. I always have a solution. I always have a solution. This, the, 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 the Pharisees, the Jews came to him asking for task. They wanted to embarrass Jesus. He told Peter, go into the mouth of the fish. You get the coin and pay these guys. Never stranded. Never stranded. Help comes all the time. All the time. All the time. You saw Jesus heal the sick. No, I can do the same. I can heal the sick. You saw Jesus raise Lazarus back to life. Dead for four days, stinking in his tomb, called him Lazarus, comfort. And he said, These things I did, you can do the same. I can call dead things to come back to life. I can speak to that dead womb. I can speak to that dead finances. I can speak to that health. I can speak to that dead business. I can speak to that thing seemingly dead and call it back to life because my prototype did the same and he has assured me that these things that he did I have the ability to do the same. I can surely call dead things to turn back to life because his abilities are my abilities. His power is my power. Everything dead jumps back to life at my word because the Bible says the words in your mouth is spirit and life. So when I declare the word, I'm speaking spirit and I'm speaking life. I'm calling dead things to jump back to life. I saw my prototype do it. I saw my prototype do it. I can do the same. I can do the same. I can do the same. I have the power within me to call dead things back to life. This is my ability. Whoever believes in me, 
will do the same things I've been doing. He made it clear. He made it clear. Listen, the God man is not deficient in power. The God man is not deficient in power. There are no limits to the abilities of the God man. Endless possibilities. And he now said, even greater than this. Ah, even greater than this. Shela. Yeah. Even greater than this. Jesus walked on water. I can walk on water. Jesus turned water to wine. I turn water to wine. I bring sweetness out of everything, Peter. That is my ability. I have the ability to cause sweetness out of everything, Peter. Because, listen, when you hear water to wine, you thought it was clean ever water. No. It was a dirty water. The water that these Jews used to wash their feet and their hands before going to the temple. That's what Jesus turned into wine. Signifying and telling you that no matter how bitter, no matter how useless, no matter how downgrading, no matter how insignificant that situation is, sweetness can come out of it. That is your ability. I'm showing it to you. I'm showing it to you. Jesus holds five fishes, five loaves of bread and two fishes. The disciples asked, what is this amongst the many people? <laughs> they never knew that the one standing had the multiplier's anointing. If Jesus multiplied five loaves of bread and two fishes, and it fed a multitude of thousands of people. And he said, these things you can do and even greater. I have the multipliers anointing. Little effort, great result. In my hands, insignificant things. In my hands, even little things multiplies. This is your one. I'm showing I'm showing you your abilities. I'm showing you what you can do. I'm showing you the power you have on your inside. I'm showing you the power you have on your inside. You have the power to turn water to wine. You have the power to multiply resources. You have the power to make insignificant things become significant. You have the power within you. It's called the multiplier's anointing. Everything you touch turns to gold. Listen to me. Listen to me. The man in Christ does not have the midas touch. He has the Christ touch. Not the midas touch. Don't do midas touch in the kingdom. What is the midas touch? We have the Christ touch. Everything we touch. 
comes back to life. Everything we touch turns to gold. Everything we touch multiplies. That is your ability. Everything. 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 I prophesy. I prophesy. Little shall become a thousand. If you're still joking with the service, you're on your own. I came with a prophetic word, a short word of prophecy from the word of God. A little shall become a thousand. A little shall become a thousand. In your hands, little resources will multiply. In your hands, little resources will multiply. In your hands, that insignificant thing we will do something mighty that will change the trajectory of your life for good little effort great results because grace can do with less what works can do with more I prophesy one more time little effort great results because in your life a little shall become a thousand I speak over your life. You are coming into dominion. You are coming into dominion. You. Listen. Listen. One of the abilities you have in Christ is the bounce back anointing. The bounce back anointing. You thought you've been on the floor for too long. But God said to tell you, there is something inside of you that can't put you on the ground for too long. Because the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Because the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Because the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Because the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Because the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. Because the harder you fall, the higher you bounce. You thought life has shown you on the ground, but I came with a word for someone in this room. The harder you fall, the higher you bounce. The just man, the righteous man falleth seven times. But guess what? He rises up again. The just man perfectly fall. But guess what? That is not the end. There is a rising. There is a rising. There is a rising. The Bible says in Job, when men are cast down, then shall we say, there is a lifting up. Because there is something inside of us that can't keep us on the ground for too long. There's something inside of us that bounces up up again, even when we are on the floor. The Bible says in Micah 6, 7 and verse 8, Do not rejoice over me, my enemy. When I fall, I shall rise again. When I fall, I shall rise again. Give me the message translation. Don't enemy grow over me. 
I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm down, but I'm not out. I'm not out of life. There is something within me called the life of God. Give me the ball. Give me the ball again. What's here? There is something within me called the life of God. What sustains this ball? What makes it bounce it up back again? Is because there is something inside called air. It is able to bounce back up because there is something inside called air. The Bible likened us to the wind in John 3 and verse 8. The wind blows where it wishes. You hear the sound of it, but you can't tell where it's coming from and where it's going to. So is everyone born of the spirit. You are like the wind. You are shake up and the lavina to Another assurance that you need, your prototype. He died. He was buried. But on the third day, he rose again because there is a life within us that can't keep us on the ground for too long. It's called the bounce back anointing. I prophesy. I prophesy. As sure as the resurrection of Jesus. As sure as the resurrection of Jesus. As sure as the resurrection of Jesus. So is your bounce back. So is your rising. So is your shining. So is your lifting. And what does this have to do with my text in First Samuel? The people of the Philistines are just defeated Israel in the fight. And they brought the ark into the house of their God. What an insult. They brought the ark of God into the house of their God called Dagon. <laughs> but the Bible says when they got there in the morning Dagon was Hillary, you're preaching now despite the defeats on the Israelites. Dagon was falling face down. What amazes me, this is an ark, type and shadow. Not even the substance. Dagon fell heads down before a shadow. Dagon fell heads down before stick a shadow. Man made. How much more you that has the substance. How much more you that I 
I prophesy everything that represents Dagon in your life falling heads down before you now. Give me the picture. This is the stupid God. Dagon fell heads down. Now you will understand what the Bible says in Philippians 2, 9 and verse 10. That he has given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every this was a shadow now let me show you Jesus being the real substance showed up in John 18 <laughs> they answered him Jesus of Nazareth Jesus said unto him I am he showed up and Judas also which betrayed him stood with them next verse as soon as he had said unto them I am he as soon as Jesus showed up they fell to the ground I thought they wanted to kill him they wanted to kill Jesus. But Jesus said, No man taketh my life. I lay it down and I pick it up again. Listen, before this time, every time they sought to kill Jesus, he escaped. See, not because he was afraid of them, but so that the scriptures can be fulfilled that you have no power to take my life. I choose to hand over myself to you when I want to. Now, even in this text, and I said, okay, you want to kill me? I am he. Why are you they fell down again. They were slain in the spirits. They could not handle the cardboard. They could not handle the presence, the glory. This is your prototype. If those who sought to kill him fell before Jesus, Bible says the Lord is my light and my salvation whom shall I fear the Lord is the strength of my life of whom shall I be afraid when the wicked ones and the enemy sought to eat my flesh I did not pray for them to fall and die I did not do anything what did they do they stumbled and they fell I prophesy every plot to take you untimely every plot every plan of the wicked one to cut your life short I came to announce to you today that the one living inside of you said no man can take my life I lay it down at will and I pick it up again I'm prophesying over your life no man can take your life Ho, 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 ho. I said no man can take it.
God is saying, I'm giving you dominion. Because that's part of your ability in Christ. You are championing your territory. You come into that space and structures, kingdoms, government, system bows to you. Because you don't have to forget the earth is the Lord's and the fullness there. They all belong to your father. So when you come into your space, you are coming as the son of the one who owns the heavens and the earth. So you can speak to the atmosphere. Listen to me. Everything in this atmosphere favors me. I come with the entourage of heaven. I come with the dominion of heaven. I came here to take charge. That's how you approach life with your ability. You have five minutes. I want you to press through. And the prayer point, I want you to affirm your abilities in Christ. Put it up for me. These are your abilities in Christ. I want you to pray strong. <laughs> I want you to pray strong. You have just five minutes to do this. I raise the dead. That means I'm calling dead things back to life. I heal the sick. I do mighty miracles. I walk on water. I cast out devils. I have the multiplier's anointing. All things are possible with me. I'm a walking sign and wonder. I turn the world upside down. I take dominion. I conquer territories. Why? Because I am the supernatural. Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? Are you ready to pray? <laughs> I feel the power of God so strong. Something is about to shift in this atmosphere. Something is about to shift in this atmosphere. Something is about to shift in this atmosphere. Lift all your hands. Lift your hands right now. Lift your hands right now. I want you to scream at the top of your voice. Like your life depends on it. Because your life depends on it. Say I decree and I declare. Come on, sound convincing. Say I decree and I declare. I decree and I declare. According to the word of the Lord. According to the word of the Lord. I raise the dead. I raise the dead. I heal the sick. I heal the sick. I do mighty miracles. I do mighty miracles. I walk on water. I walk on water. I cast out devils. I cast out devils. I have the multipliers I have the multipliers All things are possible with me. I'm a me. walking sign of wonder. I turn the world upside down. 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 I take dominion. I take dominion. I conquer territory. I conquer territory. I take dominion. I take dominion. I conquer territory. I conquer territory. I take dominion. I take dominion. I conquer territory. Because I am the supernatural. Because I am. Because I am the supernatural. Because I am the supernatural. Now break that for two minutes. I'm giving you dominion in the business place. I'm giving you dominion in the entertainment place. I'm giving you dominion 
in the academic place. I'm giving you dominion in the business place. I'm giving you dominion in the ministry place. I'm giving you dominion in your sphere, in your sector. I raise the